0: you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Last Wednesday we were not here, but the Wednesday before that we uh, went back to this very familiar portion of Scripture. And we're going to be here for a little while. I don't know how long it will take me. I hope it doesn't take forever, but however long it takes for us to examine what I feel like the Lord has uh, been dealing with me about, then we'll take the time. I reserve the right tonight to revisit this subject, because the more I've gotten into it, the less I know about it. You ever been that way? Where the more you study something, the bigger it gets, the more you realize you don't have a grip on it. But hopefully, uh, we'll be able to say something that will help somebody. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. If you have your Bibles, uh, read with me. If you don't have your Bibles, look up on the wall. We're going to help you with it tonight. We're going to read beginning with verse number 10, and we are going to read down through verse number 18. I want us to read it together in unison. Everybody ready, say amen. Amen. Everybody ready, say amen. amen. All right, let's read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand or to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And everybody said, Amen. My subject has been to arm yourself. And in particular, we are going to be exploring uh, a little more in depth the armor of God. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Do you remember when we were here last, when we talked about this particular passage of Scripture? When we started the Christian journey, it was the beginning of a lot of wonderful things for us. Fellowship, forgiveness, mercy, grace, goodness, love, hope, joy, peace, But it was also the beginning of a war, and it has been a perpetual battle. God has not left us without victory, and neither has he left us without the proper equipment. We are all familiar with Ephesians 6. I don't know of anybody that's been around a church for any length of time. That is not heard about the armor of God. But when I I began looking at this particular uh, portion of scripture again, I was drawn uh, particularly to uh, one particular aspect that I really had not considered. And that is that when you examine the armor, what is that armor designed to protect? God would not give me protection for something that I do not need. And so when you examine the armor and you look at all of the pieces that are mentioned, there is a particular thought in mind of protection. And so what last Wednesday, a week ago, Wednesday, uh, two weeks ago, this Wednesday, we looked at the first piece of armor that was mentioned, and that was girding ourselves with truth, girding our loins with truth. And we talked to you about what that piece of armor was designed to protect, and that is your divine purpose. What God made you and I for. What he created us to be. And the only thing that will hold all of life together is truth. You and I cannot live without truth. Just as this particular piece of armor was used to hold all the pieces together. So truth is the one thing that holds everything together in our life. And we can never afford to abandon truth. Whether you like it or not, you need it. I need it. No wonder the writer of old said to buy the truth and sell it not. Truth is invaluable. For it helps us keep in touch with the divine purpose that God has for our life. If you're not careful and if I am not careful... We will fall prey to the lie of the enemy, that we are worthless, that we are failures, that we are mistakes, or that we will never get it, when the truth is, if we will just get deeper into the Word of God, we will find that God's purpose for our life has not changed and it is still there for us to discover. So tonight we're going to go a little further and we're going to look a little deeper into this spiritual conflict that we are involved in. I understand that the day is evil and not only is the day evil but our enemy is evil and he does not fight fair. The enemy of our spiritual life and there are many things but there is one in particular Satan himself. And God has given me an armor. Not only to defend myself against the world and my flesh. But against the devil. So that I can be a conqueror and I can be an overcomer. And since we are fighting against enemies in the spirit world. It is, it is necessary. It is essential that we are equipped. With what God has supplied for us. And what he has given to us is more than adequate. And so tonight I want to take you a step further. I want you to explore with me what Paul referred to as having on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate. Everybody say the breastplate. Amen. Everybody say the breastplate. That particular piece of armor referred to what we would consider a coat of armor. It was a uh, two-sided or a two-piece piece of armor. It was made up most often by metal plates. That were pinned together overlapping one another so that the enemy could not throw an, a spear or an arrow could not pierce through that armor. And it was sometimes leather patches that were overlaid with metal. But all of it was designed to protect the body, to cover the body and the armor that is referred to, the breastplate that is referred to by Scripture was a piece that covered from the neck down to the loins. And I, I have to correct something that I've preached in the past that I discovered over the last few weeks has not been true. I've always heard it preached and I guess I just repeated what I heard without really examining close enough. But God didn't give us anything to protect our backside. He didn't give us anything to protect us from retreating. That's not true. That is not true. The piece of armor that Paul referred to was two pieces. One front and one back. So that it covered not only what was coming at you, but what could slip up on you from your backside. And both sides were made in the same manner so that the metal or the leather and metal would overlap one another. So that there would be no way that the enemy could pierce and and get through to the body because this piece of armor covered the most essential part of the soldier and that was his body. It was given as a defensive part of armor and the purpose of the breastplate was to guard and to protect and it was to defend the most vital part of the human body and so tonight We're going to look at what that part of our lives that God wants protected, what it is and why God wants it protected. And tonight you're going to understand hopefully before we leave here how important it is that you are vigilant in making sure that you put on that armor so that you have that protection in your life, we're going to look at the second area of attack. If the first area of attack is our purpose and we guard, we guard ourselves in that area by holding on and embracing truth, then the second area of attack that the enemy is going to come against is our heart. And the only protection that you and I can have for our heart is that breastplate of righteousness. A breastplate of righteousness. So let's talk about the heart for a few moments. When we speak of the heart or when the scripture speaks of the heart, what is it in fact referring to? Is it talking about that pump that's in your body right now that's pushing blood and oxygen through your system, by far it is speaking of much more than that. It is in fact talking about the home of your personal life. It is speaking of that which refers to your emotions, your affections, your will, your desire, even your mind. And it is the place from which the source of all of man's movements and all of man's actions flow. Matthew 15 and 19 talks about it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. It is out of the heart that come all of these things. So when we talk about the heart, we're talking about, A whole world of things, emotions, affections, will, desire. But they are the things that move us through life. They are the things that are at the source of our actions. All of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our actions flow out of our heart. And what a man is, is designated by his Heart. He is designated according to his heart. The Bible speaks about the wise heart. That refers to a man who is considerate in many areas. It talks about a foolish heart. A foolish heart is one who disregards the things of righteousness. The Bible talks about an understanding heart. It refers to a hard heart. It refers to the pure and the upright heart. As a matter of fact, 762 times the word heart is mentioned in Scripture. And when it is mentioned, it is referring to that seedbed of your actions, your desires, your affection, your longings, your emotions. And so tonight, we are going to talk about the heart, or the will, or the affections, and what it, what God was trying to get us to understand that the enemy is after in my in my life. If he can get to my heart, he can he can disable me. A, a wounded heart, or a burdened heart, or a, 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 a weary heart, can cause me to. Uh, Be less than what God has called me to be. And it can also stifle my purpose and my potential in life. No wonder the wise man said it this way in Proverbs chapter 4 and 23. That we must guard or keep our heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. An unguarded heart is an easy target for the devil. And if the devil can get into your heart, he has your emotions. He has the, the, the wellspring of all of your actions and all that you do and are capable of doing. And it has such a powerful place in our life that we don't even realize what all is at stake. Listen to how powerful a role the heart plays in our life. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, That as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Think about that statement a little more. That as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How powerful a role the human heart plays in the overall scope of my life. The heart is capable of good, but it's also capable of evil. And Matthew was right when he recorded the words of the Master. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So when God gave me this armor for my spiritual protection... He not only wanted my purpose and, and what my calling and the reason that I'm here to be protected. But he also wanted the seabed of my actions and my emotions and my desires to be protected as well. And so he gives us a breastplate of righteousness. Think about what the wise men Solomon said in Proverbs 23 and 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever the heart tends to do, the body will follow. What a powerful influence it has over our life. Jeremiah said this, that the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It can handicap my life and it can contaminate the whole of human character if I do not have it properly guarded as sure as my heart is capable of doing good things it is also capable of doing wrong things and so God said I'm going to give you an armor so that your heart can be protected a heart that can be wise can also be wicked A heart that can be merry can also be sorrowful. A heart that can be sound and solid can also be forward and proud. A heart that can be pure can also be perverse. A heart that can be humble can also be proud. A heart that can be clean can also be subtle and underhanded. A heart that can rejoice can also refute. And so we must understand how critical it is that we keep that breastplate of righteousness on. The enemy is after my heart tonight. He is after your heart. If he can get your heart, if he can get to your heart, he can disable you. If he can cause you to have heart trouble, he can disable you. If he can cause you to have a weary heart, He can cause you to not be what God wants you to be. If he can weaken your heart. If he can cause you to be afraid or fearful. Or if he can wound your heart. The Bible talks about a wounded spirit. And how that there are a lot of things that can be helped. But a wounded spirit who can help. Cause you to faint in your heart. If you allow him access that 's why you've got to keep the armor on our hearts need protection tonight, and the heart is given a breastplate of protection, and that breastplate is righteousness that 's a big word, and i I guess that 's where I get lost because it 's hard to grasp the entirety of what righteousness means but In simple English, in the kind of vernacular that I understand. Righteousness, when you boil it down, can simply be defined in this way. That you are living according to God's standard. That is righteousness. And the enemy would like for you to do anything but that. He would like for you to do anything but live according to God's standard. And the only way that he can get you to do that is if he can get to your heart. Where your emotions are. Where your affections are. Where your desires are. Where your mind or the way that you think is. If he can get there, then he can get you to dumb your life down to the level of whatever, and he can cause you to live less than what God wants you to be. So that's why he attacks the heart. That's why he comes against your heart, because that heart is what keeps you in step with God's will. And it is through the heart that man is able to live according to God's standard, and if he can ever weaken that heart. If he can ever come at that heart with fear or doubt or worry or whatever else he can use to try to weaken the, the, the walls of that heart. Then he will get you to do what he wanted you to do from the beginning. And that's disregard God's standard and live by your own standard. Live by your own set of rules. And that's what's wrong with our world right now. We have a lot of folks that are living with an unregenerated heart. Do you realize that the only part of you that God said he was going to give new is the heart? He said, I'll put a new heart in you. Now the Bible talks about a new mind. But the scripture says, he said, I'm going to, put, I'm going to take out the stony heart. And I'm going to put a new heart. Because that old heart had been affected by sin and failure and it had brought into its existence another standard. And God said, I want to put a heart in you that has the right standard of measurement in it. And it's a spiritual heart. It's a work of the spirit that I'm going to do in your life. I'm going to help you understand the right standard to live by. Amen. So our heart needs protection. Our heart needs keeping. What I thought was so interesting about the armor is the fact that it does ward off the deadly blows of the enemy, both from what is in front of you and what is behind you. Whatever's coming at you, the future things. When I was thinking about that this afternoon, I thought about Psalms 23 and how... The psalmist walks through this, uh, th- this whole uh, relationship thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he talks about all of the things that the Lord is going to do for him. But then he looks into the future and he sees something coming And he says, yea, though I, not there yet, but if I have to, whatever's in the future. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he concludes the psalm by talking about what was behind him. And he, he wraps up this wonderful psalm by saying, and surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You see, the devil wants to slip up on your backside. More than he wants to come through your front door, he'd be satisfied to get in the back door. And he gets in the back door when we fail to recognize what he's after, and that's the heart And the emotions and the desires. And so God said if you'll put this armor on and keep it on. It will be a protection so the enemy cannot slip up behind you. With something that happened way back there. And drag you back down to what you were. There's some of you wrestling with the past right now. And you can't get away from it. You know what you need to do? You need to get in a prayer room and get on the whole armor. You need to put that armor, that breastplate of righteousness on and understand that the devil cannot come at me from my past and use that to hurt me because God has given me a protection from those things that are behind me. Whatever was there is still there. And God has taken care to give me a protection so that those things cannot slip up on my backside and catch me in a vulnerable moment. I need a protection. I need a breastplate of righteousness. It wards off the deadly blows of the enemy, both from the front and the back. I need it because my heart is vulnerable. I need it because it is the most susceptible part of my being. If something happens to it, or if it quits working, or if it is injured, I will be defeated. If it is wounded, I am of no value. I can be wounded in the arm and leg and still survive. But when you're wounded in the heart, who can fight with a wounded heart? God said, I'm going to give you a solution. I'm going to give you an armor that's going to protect that heart. Because if the devil can handicap you here. If he can handicap you here. You're not going to be effective as a soldier. You're not going to be effective as a child of God. And so he is constantly working to get at our heart. He wants to come at your heart with bitterness. He wants to come at your heart with anger. He wants to come at your heart with jealousy. He wants to come at your heart with fear. He'll come at your heart with doubt. He'll come at your heart with hatred. He'll come at your heart with pride. He'll come at your heart with rebellion. With disobedience. He'll come at your heart with turning back. He'll come at your heart with. The loss of courage. Because if he can get your heart. If he can get to your heart. He has you. A lack of integrity or a lack of righteousness. Will expose you to the assault of the enemy. And the only remedy against that. Is that we keep the whole armor of God on In particular, that breastplate of righteousness. I've seen a lot of things happen to people through my years of living for God. And most often, it began in the heart. Amen. Hidden away where nobody could see. And we coddle it, and we pamper it, and we pet it. And we say things like, well, they did me wrong, and I have a right to feel this way. Or we coddle it by saying, you know what, I'm better than they are. Or I am stronger than they are. We coddle it by anger. By nurturing that little cub that looks so cute. But he's got a heart that will tear you to pieces when he gets a chance. I remember reading the story, it was a fable about uh, a man who had come to a river that was swollen over its banks and he was getting ready to cross it when this this poisonous snake began to talk to him and said, Sir, I, I, I need to get over to the other side like you. Would you let me ride on your back? I I can't navigate these waters. Would you let me ride on your back? He said, oh, no, I wouldn't let you ride on my back because you're poisonous. You'll strike me. You'll you'll hurt me. You'll kill me. Oh, no, the snake promised. No, I, I would never do that to somebody that's trying to help me. And so after some talking, the serpent convinced him to let him hitch a ride. And lo and behold, about halfway across, its nature came out and it strikes the back of the man and he turns with this look on his face and he said, how could you do this to me? You told me that you would not hurt me. The man And the serpent replied back, well, you knew what I was when you gave me a ride. Don't be surprised at what happens if you give the wrong thing a ride in your life. Bitterness is, a, is a, it's a bad thing to give a ride in your life. I don't care how bad life has been to you. Don't let bitterness get in your heart. I don't, I don't care how mad you get. Don't let anger find residence in your heart. I don't care how jealous life wants to make you. Don't let jealousy get in your heart. I've seen more people make life miserable for themselves and everybody around them because of a jealous spirit. It gets in their heart and they, they pamper it. And they say, well, you know, I, I, I deserve this. Don't let doubt get in your heart. Doubt is a wicked thing. I'm finding out more and more that when the devil can get you to question and doubt God's goodness, he has you going in the direction that he wants. Amen. Don't, don't give room for doubt. Keep on that armor, because that armor will protect you. It will keep you. Hatred, pride, rebellion, disobedience, all of those things, we need them out of our heart, because they do have a way of taking us down. I've learned this much about living for God. If the devil can't make me bad, he'll make me busy. I've learned this much also, that if he can't whip you, He'll try to wear you out. He'll try to wear you down. And so he comes at the heart. That's why we need our heart renewed. Amen. That's why you need your heart renewed. That's why you need your heart cleansed. When David had failed God and he had come before the Lord in prayer, look at how many times he prays for God to wash him. Cleanse me, O God. Wash me. And I shall be pure. I shall be whole. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Amen. I I want my heart to be clean. Because I want my heart to be blessed. Amen. I want my heart to be blessed. I want my life to be blessed. So what is the devil after tonight? He's after your heart. He's after your affections, your will, your desire, your emotions. And if he can ever get access, if you ever give him room, he'll wreck havoc. That's why you got to put on the breastplate. Everybody say the breastplate. Amen. The breastplate of righteousness. So that you can love God with all of your heart. So that you can believe with your heart heart so that you can sanctify God in your heart so that you can serve God with all of your heart so that you can walk before God with all of your heart so you can trust God with all of your heart so you can do God's will from your heart what is he after he's after that heart the only protection that you and I have to preserve the heart is that righteousness, that standard that God has given us, and live that standard. Amen. Let's stand together.